So how do we find perfect peace? How do we find perfect peace? If in the Bible God speaks about peace and God declared, you know, that when Jesus comes that there will be peace. How come 2,000 years later we don't have peace? We don't seem to have peace with each other. We don't have peace with ourselves. How can we find perfect peace? You know, Terry Waite, some of you will remember Terry Waite a long time ago now, was held in captivity uh, for about five years, I think. And Terry Waite said this. He was held by terrorists in, in, in a country far away and, uh, for years and years and years. And this is what he said when he came out into freedom. He, said, he spoke of his captivity and he said this, you know, they could take away my freedom, they could take away my physical well-being, but the one thing they could not take away was my soul. My inner strength was here, peace with God. I want to suggest that why we don't find perfect peace, and in fact, you're not going to find perfect peace on the planet. You're certainly not going to find it the next few days. You know that, don't you? You're not going to find peace the next few days. You're not going to find it next year. You're not going to find it on this planet. But we can find peace with God. And I want to suggest that makes peace with ourselves and peace with others much more possible when we have peace with God. And how do we have peace with God? And here's the thing, Jesus actually was the one that enabled us to have peace with God. And he did it through two ways. Firstly, by making the connection between heaven and earth. Billy Graham is a famous evangelist who's of 95 now, I think he is, and uh, towards the end of his life. But he tells a story that when he was much younger and he had a, a young son and they were out uh, walking in the woods and one of them by accident trod on an anthill and they both looked as all these ants kind of uh, were in chaos and some of them were wounded and some of them were carrying the dead, you know, of the other ants. And, and he looked down and, uh, and, and, and he kind of was, was talking to his son and he said to his son, wouldn't it be great if we could become ants and go down and tell them we didn't mean to do that and try and help. And then all of a sudden he realized that what he was, the picture he was painting was exactly what God has done for us. He's actually become like an ant and entered into our world so that we could make a connection with who God is. And that's what he did. He made a connection by sending Jesus as a baby 2,000 years ago. We're going to celebrate that in a few minutes, marking the day. It wasn't the December the 25th. We kind of know that. But marking the day when Jesus came to earth, when God made the connection to enable us to have peace with God. But he didn't only make a connection. He also made a turn. What do I mean by saying that? He made a turn. You have peace with God when, God when you understand that God has made the turn. Let me explain what I mean. I discovered recently a framework um, that I'm kind of thinking about and reading through about handling conflict. And uh, the framework goes like this. It's very simple that there are three stages that happen when there's any conflict between people, individuals, groups, or even nations. And the first thing, stage one, comes when there's a disruption. Okay, there's a disruption to the peace that exists between those people. So you get it in marriage, you get it in families, you get it in friendships, you even get it in churches, trust me. There's that peace between people, but all of a sudden something happens, a conflict happens, a disruption happens, and that's stage one. It happens because we're human, but stage one is a disruption. Stage two is that there is then obviously, usually, movement away from each other. So when a conflict happens, when there's a disruption, there is movement away from each other. And we've all experienced that, haven't we? When there's something happens with someone else. And, and what happens is that we move away from that person. We give them space. We start not speaking to them, not looking at them, not acknowledging them. And we move away from that person. During this stage, something really bad happens is that our heart begins to harden towards that person. So we begin to kind of think 
bad things about them. We, we even kind of stew on what they've done or what they haven't done. And we even start to talk to other people about what they've done. Our heart goes hard towards that person. That's how family feuds happen. Some of you know over the next couple of days that you're going to be sat around a table with people and you perhaps don't even see them the rest of the year, but tomorrow you will. Or Boxing Day you will. Or the day after you will. And many of us, and perhaps probably all of us in this room, we know what it is to have kind of in the background there. You know, there's been disruptions in the peace and people have moved away from each other. Not only that, it's actually how wars start as well. I read this really interesting story today which amused me. Uh, The French novelist and playwright Alexandre Dumas once had a heated quarrel with a rising young politician. And this was back in the day, okay? This was centuries ago. And the argument became so intense that a duel was inevitable. Since both men were superb shots, they decided to draw lots, the loser agreeing to shoot himself. Dumas lost... Pistol in hand, he withdrew in silent dignity to another room, closing the door behind him. The rest of the company waited in gloomy suspense for the shot that would end this man's life and his career. It rang out at last. His friends ran to the door, opened it and found Dumas smoking revolver in hand. Gentlemen, he said, a most regrettable thing has happened, he announced. I missed. (laughs) Brilliant, absolute genius. But you know this kind of stage one disruption... Stage through two, movement away from each other. But then stage three, there's a movement towards each other. There's a movement towards each other. And for that to happen, somebody has to make a turn. Somebody has to decide enough is enough. Enough of the hostility. Enough of the space. I am going to make a turn towards that person. When peace is disrupted between two people, one of them has to make a turn in order to restore the peace or the gap will always remain. I want you to know, everyone, on Christmas Eve, God has made the turn. God has made the turn towards us. He's made the turn to bridge the gap, to end the hostility, to restore peace between heaven and earth. The Bible says in 1 John 4, God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Not only did God make the connection by sending Jesus, but God made the turn by sending Jesus to bridge the gap, to restore the peace that had been broken. You know, the disruption between us, humanity, and heaven is immense. It goes way back. It goes way, way back. And the result is that we do our own thing, and we go our own way. And as a result, we can't find peace with ourselves, and we can't find peace with each other, because ultimately, we don't have peace with God. But isn't it amazing that in a few minutes, in a few minutes, we're going to celebrate the day when God made the turn and sent Jesus into this planet. He became like an ant so that we could have that connection and so that we could restore that peace that we've lost. So I've got a couple of challenges for you on this Christmas Eve, folks. Okay, Perhaps you came just to sing, sing carols and, and that's great and we've, we've done that. But I, I want to make a couple of challenges for you. Challenge number one, be a peacemaker this Christmas. Be a peacemaker this Christmas. You make the turn. You make the turn. 
you decide in that disruption that there is in your life, that there is in your family, that there is in your marriage, that there is towards someone else, you decide that you are going to be the one to make the turn and move towards the person and perhaps bring a little bit of shalom, a little bit of peace on earth in that situation. My second challenge is this. Make sure you are at peace with God this Christmas. Make sure you are at peace with God this Christmas. He's already made the turn. Now it's up to you to accept what he has done for you. He's offering you an incredible gift. Peace with God. You won't have peace, perfect peace on earth. You won't have it with yourself. You won't have it with other people. Not perfect peace. But you can have peace with God. At least you could try to find out how you could be at peace with God. And when we finish tonight, um, actually we'll finish next morning in a few minutes. But when we finish in, in 20 minutes or so, on your way out, there's some literature that's on the table by the door. You're very welcome to take it. It's free. It, it, it will explain to you how you can make peace with God. And even more than that, we run a course here at the church called the Alpha Course. It runs on a Monday night. starts in the middle of January, I think the 19th. 13th of January is the first one. It runs for eight weeks. You come and you have a meal. Uh, you have a short presentation and then you sit around table with other people and you just chat and ask questions and think and talk and all kinds of stuff. And in the back in the welcome area, we have a sign-up sheet and you can sign up for that. And you can find out a little bit more about how you could make peace with God. Wouldn't that be an incredible thing this Christmas time? Be a peacemaker and make sure you're at peace with God. I'd love to pray for you for a moment. Is that all right? Why don't we bow our heads? And I want to pray a Celtic prayer over you this evening. This is an ancient prayer. Very, very simple. I want to just pray it over you and over your family and over your home tomorrow and over this Christmas season. This is what it says. May the God of peace bring peace to your house. May the Son of peace bring peace to your house. May the spirit of peace bring peace to your house this night and all nights. Amen.